Good morning, Refuge. Welcome to another day's edition of Transformation Radio. When I get where I'm going On the far side of the sky The first thing that I'm gonna do Is spread my wings and fly I'm gonna land beside a lion And run my fingers through his mane Where I might find out what it's like To ride a drop of rain Yeah, when I get where I'm going There'll be only happy tears I will shed the sins and struggles I have carried all these years And I'll leave my heart wide open I will love and have no fear Yeah, when I get where I'm going Don't cry for me down here I'm gonna walk with my granddaddy And he'll match me step for step I'll tell him how I've missed him every minute since he left And then I'll hug his neck Yeah, when I get where I'm going There'll be only happy tears I will shed the sins and struggles I have carried all these years I see my maker's face I'll stand forever in the light Of his amazing grace Yeah, when I get where I'm Testament today, we'll be reading from the book of Romans, chapter 9, verses 1 through 24. 
In a part of the Bible that emphasizes the sovereignty of God, we see Paul sorrowing, we see him praying and worshiping. He did not feel that God's sovereignty in any way destroyed man's responsibility. The God who ordains the end that is saving the lost also ordains the means to the end, the prayers and witness of his people. They go together. God is not obligated to save anybody, for all deserve to be condemned. Even Israel was chosen only because of his grace and love. Therefore, nobody can criticize God or say he is unfair. That he is merciful to sinners should make us rejoice. Israel's rejection of Christ did not ruin God's plan, for he went to the Gentiles who gladly received the good news. However, God has a remnant among the Jews, and believing Jews and Gentiles are one in the church. That's because His mercy endures forever. July 25th, the New Testament, Romans chapter 9, verses 1 through 24. With Christ as my witness, I, Paul, speak with utter truthfulness. My conscience and the Holy Spirit confirm it. My heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief for my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters. I would be willing to be forever cursed, cut off from Christ, if that would save them. They are the people of Israel, chosen to be God's adopted children. God revealed His glory to them. He made covenants with them and gave them His law. He gave them the privilege of worshiping Him and receiving His wonderful promises. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are their ancestors, and Christ himself was an Israelite as far as his human nature is concerned, and he is God, the one who rules over everything, and is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. Well then, has God failed to fulfill his promise to Israel? No, for not all who are born into the nation of Israel are truly members of God's people. Being descendants of Abraham doesn't make them truly Abraham's children. For the scriptures say, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted, though Abraham had other children too. This means that Abraham's physical descendants are not necessarily children of God. Only the children of the promise are considered to be Abraham's children. For God had promised, I will return about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. This son was our ancestor Isaac. When he married Rebekah, she gave birth to twins. But before they were born, before they had done anything good or bad, she received a message from God. This message shows that God chooses people according to His own purposes. He calls people, but not according to their good or bad works. She was told, Your older son will serve your younger son. In the words of the Scriptures, I loved Jacob, but I rejected Esau. Are we saying then that God was unfair? Of course not. For God said to Moses, I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. So it is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose it nor work for it. For the scriptures say that God told Pharaoh, I have appointed you for the very purpose of displaying my power in you and to spread my fame throughout the earth. So you see, God chooses to show mercy to some, and he chooses to harden the hearts of others so they refuse to listen. Well then, you might say, why does God blame people for not responding? Haven't they simply done what He makes them do? 
No, don't say that. Who are you, a mere human being, to argue with God? Should the thing that was created say to the one who created it, Why have you made me like this? When a potter makes jars out of clay, doesn't he have the right to use the same lump of clay to make one jar for decoration and another to throw garbage into? In the same way, even though God has the right to show his anger and his power, he is very patient with those on whom his anger falls, who are destined for destruction. He does this to make the riches of his glory shine even brighter on those to whom he shows mercy, who were prepared in advance for glory. And we are among those whom he selected, both from the Jews and from the Gentiles. What's up, everyone? This is Matt Behan, coming live from the Braille House. I just want to give a, a big thank you to uh, the guys that I worked with last week. Uh, Brad, Doug, Jared, Trevor, and myself. I just want you guys to know I appreciate all your guys' hard work that you put in, them long hours. It was super hot last week. And never at any point did you guys complain when all we were surrounded by was complaining. Never did you guys tire out or grow weary when we were just surrounded by people that were getting weak and tired. And you guys remained happy and joyful. And all the glory goes to God for that. And I just really appreciate you guys. Thanks.
Psalm 19, verses 1 through 14. And we'll read that God reveals Himself in creation. That's pretty obvious. In the Scriptures. That's also obvious to anyone who reads the Scriptures. And in your heart as you worship Him. Those are the three main ways that God reveals Himself to a person. See, to be properly educated in spiritual things, you must seek to master three books. The book of nature, the Bible, and the book of humanity. A scientist studies the book of nature, and a psychologist the book of human nature, but if they ignore God's book, their conclusions may be wrong. Keep balanced. All truth is God's truth. The goal of all study is a knowledge of Jesus Christ and of yourself. As we read these verses, verses 7 through 11, tell you what the Bible can do for you if only you'll read it, meditate on it, and obey it. The better you understand your Bible and obey it, the more you'll appreciate God's creation and the better you'll understand yourself and others. God's Word is the basic book. So open each day beholding God's glory in Jesus Christ. Enter each day with the devotion of a bridegroom and the determination of an athlete. At the end of the day, what you have done will please Him. And now from the book of Psalms, Psalm chapter 19, verses 1 through 14, for the choir director of Psalm of David. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display His craftsmanship. Day after day they continue to speak. Night after night they make Him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth, and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true, each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1. Wine produces mockers. Alcohol leads to brawls. Those led astray by drink cannot be wise. A farmer and a teacher, a hooker and a preacher, Riding on a midnight bus Bound for Mexico 
One was headed for vacation, one for higher education, and two of them were searching for lost souls. That driver never ever saw the stop sign, and eighteen wheelers can't stop on a dime. There are three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway. Why there's not four of them, heaven only knows. I guess it's not what you take when you leave this world behind you. It's what you leave behind you when you go. That farmer left to harvest. A home in eighty acres, faith and love for growing things in his young son's heart, and that teacher left her wisdom in the minds of lots of children, and did her best to give 'em all a better start. And that preacher whispered, "Can't you see the promised land?" As he laid his blood-stained Bible in that hooker's hand, there are three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway. Why there's not four of them, heaven only knows. I guess it's not what you take when you leave this world behind you. It's what you leave behind you when you go. That's the story that our preacher told last Sunday, as he held that blood-stained Bible up for all of us to see. He said, "Bless the farmer and the teacher and the preacher who gave this Bible to my mama, who read it to me." There are. Three wooden crosses on the right side of the highway. Why there's not four of them? Now I guess we know. It's not what you take when you leave this world behind you. It's what you leave behind you when you go. There are three wooden crosses on the right side of. Your love is devoted like a ring of solid gold. Like a vow that is tested, like a covenant of old. Your love is enduring through the winter rain and beyond the horizon. With mercy for today, faithful you have been and faithful you will be. You pledge yourself to me. And it's why I sing. Your praise will ever be on my lips. Ever be on my lips. Your praise will ever. 
Listening to another day's edition of Transformation Radio. I hope you all have a good day today.